welcome to House of Hoops. It's episode 65. It's Monday night, May 17th, 2021. I'm Jeff Hausman coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. Thank you for listening. with me this week Bo is here on the phone my good longtime friend hello Bo hey what's happening <laughs> what up man <laughs> also in studio Brian is not here but Vanelli is to fill in they called in the heavy hitter <laughs> what up Josh what's up yeah nothing Tonight, we're going to talk Washington Wizards, Atlanta Hawks, some NBA news. We'll preview the play-in games. The regular season is over. House of Hoops can be found on Twitter, at House of Hoops. We're on Instagram, at House of Hoops Podcast. You can call us at 901-365-75 and leave a message on the house line. We hope you enjoy tonight. House of Hoops is here to do sports podcasting just a little differently. What do people care about in the NBA? I think people want to feel the league like a living thing. I think people want honest opinions. I think people want to feel like they're not just hearing what they can hear anywhere. I'm not here to repeat what everybody else is saying. Our aim is original ideas. Let's look at things just a little differently. We're not scared to have different opinions, bring new ideas to our listeners. We're going to do things our way, no rules.
All right. Bo, how you doing? Doing well. Doing, doing chippy, chipper. Yeah. How's the energy level this week? I'm doing pretty good. I'm not uh, breathing through my mouth this week, so that's good. Okay. A little less allergic. <clears throat> yeah, or cold or whatever <laughs> I had last week. I'm better. That's good. Dayquil. Nah. <laughs> you want to get just, that cracked up feeling. <laughs> just beer. Yeah. Been feeling better. That's good. That's good. Uh, what have you been doing this week? My in-laws actually came over today with my wife's trampoline that she got in sixth grade. <laughs> and we set that up in the yard for the kids. All right. Any broken so, bones? <laughs> no, we retrofitted it with one of those nets, mm. net enclosures, and that actually worked. And so I felt like the whole neighborhood was at my house until about 30 minutes ago. <laughs> Sun finally went down. It did. I don't know why when you said trampoline from when she was younger, I was thinking of one of those like little tiny like exercise trampolines. <laughs> the one with the little bar in the front of it. But it's probably like a normal big ass size one because you're not 60 or 70 years old. Right. No, it's uh, here. I'll text you guys <laughs> a picture of it. All right. I think it's a big ass trampoline. I think we just found our cover art for the week. <laughs> Bose bounce pad. <laughs> It's actually, I can't believe how good of a shape it's in for being from the 90s. Yeah, I wouldn't trust it. The integrity of the trampoline itself. Uh, it's just springs. And it's right. springs and netting. And um, Kate said that she used, tried to put the sprinkler under it when she was a kid, you know, so you could bounce and get wet and do that whole thing. But the netting was so thick that the water wouldn't even come up from the bottom. Mm -hmm. So... So she had to put the sprinkler on top and bounce with it. I don't know. I don't know. She put it in a tree or something. <laughs> Threw the hose in there. Yeah, just lay the hose on the trampoline. Well, it was made in the USA, made in Florida. Oh, so shit, it'll last forever. Yep. Yeah. That's quality right there, Bo. None of that NBA-sponsored crap. <laughs> what else have you been up to? I uh, played golf with my next-door neighbor. Rad. First time I played at nine holes in two or three years or something. How'd you hit the ball? Flush? Up and down. Like I'm sure my clubs are terrible. It's like my clubs are a mishmash of hand-me-downs. Yeah, you sent me a picture of that, and it look, they look like old man golf clubs. Like nice. They are. Like grandpa clubs. Well, I got the Ping I-2s. From the, those are from the 90s, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and then I've got some, like one of the first Callaway Big Bertha titanium drivers. It's probably... It's probably like an 8.0. It's probably long been long dead should not be using it i was really hoping you'd say you had like a wooden driver like the old school ones. screws no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's good yeah that's okay i mean hey just hit the ball it's all that counts yeah you know i there's a lot of other things i'd rather do than play golf it's not my favorite sure if i'm being but honest do you have a little fun though it was nice yeah nice day out it was really nice yeah good how about you, Josh? What you been up to? You uh, you were on a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. What have you been doing since then? Uh, just hanging out with the kids, you know, married life, and, you know, watching some hoops here and there. 
Sure. Uh, went to the Grind City Brewery yesterday downtown. Took both kids with us, so that was fun. Yeah. So it's pretty nice to go to a brewery when you got a pregnant wife because it's a designated driver everywhere <laughs> you go. <laughs> I'm sure she loves that. Uh, it gets repaid back in nine months. I'm sure uh, she likes that title. My old pregnant D&D. <laughs> the old ball of Jane to lug us around. No, it was, it's fun. We ate crawfish out there and had a good time. And, oh, okay. Yeah. Had like a whole thing going on there, huh? Yep. yep. Okay. Um, what about you? Oh, I don't know. I got more questions for you. Okay. I'm curious. Like, what are you interested in for, like, uh, movies or tvs stuff like that like just in general like what do you do like if you're not watching sports on tv what are you watching hmm. Let's see be honest my wife likes to watch those home remodeling shows yeah we're not talking about so you just watch whatever's on just whatever's on what's, tv is that what happens it's a, like so like pat, pat will tell you this like it's a for me to watch a show i've got like I really got to be invested in it. I think the last show, quote unquote, that I watched was uh, Yellowstone. Never heard of it. With Kevin Costner? You never heard of Yellowstone? It's good. It's on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. You can, I mean, you can stream it, but. It's a PBS show, isn't it? Uh, is it new? Paramount, not PBS. Is it old? It sounds Paramount. like an okay. old name. Uh, it's, it's, it's newer. Like, yeah, it's newer. It's like oh, okay. the last three or four years. No, that's a black and white. I like to watch uh, Johnny Carson's. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right <laughs> old stuff right <laughs> all right i was just kind of curious but you know whatever's on old movies whatever okay you don't have like a genre that you seek out or anything like that no really whatever catches the eye it, yeah it's usually about the same seven shows that i've watched before a lot of the office okay some yeah you got your regular yeah. regular stuff yep. so all right, what did I? I started rewatching the Righteous Gemstones this week. Still funny. Never seen. That's it. a great show. I never get tired of Uncle Baby Billy now. Never seen it. What's it called? The Righteous Gemstones. I right, check it out. It's Danny McBride's show, and oh, it's about the oh, oh, yeah. televangelist. Okay, yeah, I have. Okay, <laughs> John Goodman. Yeah, as soon as you said that, I was like, okay, yeah, I've seen it. Come on now. Yeah, I couldn't remember the name of it. Uncle yeah. Baby Billy. <laughs> Shuffle back step. <laughs> God damn, Uncle Baby Billy. I I only watched that show for him, I think. <laughs> He's relatable. I can <laughs> He's my favorite character, we'll just say that. What else though? Yeah, that other there's another show on HBO that I came across while looking for the Righteous Gemstones. That new Michael Che show. It's called, uh what's it called? That damn Che or something. Uh, I don't know. It. It's pretty funny. It's kind of funny. It's sketch sketch comedy. He does. A, he like sits in a room and it seems like he's being interviewed or he's like talking to somebody and they're just talking about topics like current topics, shit like that. Right. And then they like have these sketches that kind of go with it. It's pretty good. It's all right. I haven't really uh, fully absorbed it yet. But yeah, and. Watching TV, I didn't get to play golf this week, Bo. Yeah, some of us didn't get to play golf this week. It's too busy working. But uh, <laughs> I think this week I'm going to get a day for some golf. Some golf. Try hey. to go out there and hit some. So what kind of 
Beautiful shots. What? Yes, you will, Jeff. <laughs> what kind of clubs you got, Jeff? I don't know. They, Jeff's got nice clubs. Yeah, they're not. They're not they're old. Like, are they from Costco? I've just kind of over the last like ten years. No, not Costco. <laughs> they're Kirkland. They're <laughs> Kirkland's butter. <laughs> it seems like every year I kind of do like one upgrade to my clubs. I don't mess with the irons. I got the irons off eBay. Off they're like totally good condition. Probably like late two thousand, like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. How did you know that those were the right ones for you? I didn't. I just the price was right and. I had I actually had played with a couple I had played with those irons before. My first set of clubs when I started playing golf, like getting more serious into it, I would just buy like random clubs off eBay. Like so I had a whole set of just random irons and I was just trying to like kind of feel them out, see what I liked. And I always liked these like uh these TaylorMade R7, so I went ahead and uh found a used set on eBay for like $100. And just got like, you know, some consistency in my bag. But let's see, like five years ago, I bought a new driver. This year, my father actually gave me a new putter for Christmas. That's nice. Um, I'll buy like a, some hybrids or uh, I piece together some wedges, you know. I just, I just kind of upgrade as I go, like periodically, you know. Don't make drastic changes. Just kind of change like one thing in the bag as I go. I've had the same irons since I learned how to play golf. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. You're not going to play better because you get new irons. No. That was like I was I was playing with a buddy of mine one time, and he was talking about how he wanted to buy new clubs. Ugh. And I told him, I said, it's not the clubs that's your problem, bro. I hate to tell you. <laughs> it's not going to help. Right. I mean, they'll look nice. If you're getting all greens in regulation, then go ahead and buy some new clubs. Yeah. But if you're hitting it and we're spending ten minutes looking at it yeah. in somebody's backyard, if we're scram- <laughs> if we're scrambling for pars and we're getting bogeys, and yeah, it's, it's not, not the clubs, I mean, you just need to hit the ball. Yeah, so uh, everybody like you'll find different people. People that have money, disposable income, will buy new clubs. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. It's not a lot of money. I'm kind of uh, frivolous in that respect where i'll just like upgrade as i go you know that's all right i don't need anything i pretty much feel comfortable with what i have and it's not super outdated or anything oh i just my stuff is just outdated i'm just curious oh Um, yeah sorry i ran away with it no it's (laughs) it's all good um the putter i got is like it's gonna be the last putter i ever buy you know or i've got it my putter is like an older ping from the nineties and it's just fine. I don't think my anything's wrong with my putter. Yeah. I like it. A new putter is not going to help your game, but the one that I have is like a forged putter and you can definitely feel the difference in hitting the ball with it. Yeah. Every time I hit it, it feels like I'm hitting the sweet spot, which nice. I never felt with my old putter. I've got an old, I got a hammerhead putter, those big metal backs and a it, hockey stick. Yeah. More or less. And it, I love that thing just yeah. because it's, it's weighted. Yeah, because it's it's hard. Like you, you don't slow down through your swing with that. Mm-hmm. Like once you get it going, it's going. It's all about rhythm, baby. So, don't jab at the damn golf club on the green. How many? I've, we've I've done that probably a hundred times just playing golf with you. Don't jab it. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what what uh what were we talking about, Bo? I was I, well, we're just. 
talking about weekend stuff, I, I was, or you're asking Josh what he likes for on TV, but I was going to tell you, you know, sure. the shoes I play golf in are hand-me-downs from you, Jeff. I still got those? They fit, yeah. <laughs> They're good shoes. <laughs> yeah, they just didn't fit you. Yeah, I don't think I wore them that often, really. Yeah. They were about a full size too small or something. Yeah, I'm a, I'm like a legit nine and a half. And I think you're a ten. Oh, that must be nice. Ten and a half, eleven, it varies. Yeah. Cleats, uh, spikes are weird. Every brand fits differently. That must be nice to be able to buy shoes in stores. <laughs> I wear a size. I wear a size fourteen. So. It's very hard between thirteen and fourteen, depending on the shoe. Josh is a big and tall type of guy. Yeah. Okay. I ain't shopping in no JC Penney's or Abercrombie. Yeah, like, or uh, what's the Abercrombie? Abercrombie. Abercadabra. And what's the other one in the mall that's got the little skinny sizes? Gadzooks. I don't know. I U.S. Mail. I don't know. Right. You yeah, have to Josh. I, I can buy a 40 regular suit off the rack yeah. and all my clothes I get from Levi's and I don't have to do anything to them. Oh, I just buy my jeans nice. just straight from Levi's, like 33, 30. I think my, my sports coat I have is a 50 long. Oh <laughs> yeah. Wide. <laughs> it's a 50 wide. <laughs> it's got a little extra, a few inches where the, uh, where the buttons go. All right. What do you say we uh, talked some hoops? Oh, right. Let's do that. Let's get into it. Let's see. Yesterday was the last day of the regular season. Every team played. A lot of those were like COVID makeup games. There were only two games that I thought were worth watching. The Denver-Portland game and the Memphis-Golden State Warriors game. Did you guys have an opportunity to check out either of those games? So I watched some of the Memphis-Golden State game. And I know that's bad to say, but I was out and about, and I was trying to keep up with it as much as possible. Yeah. But I know that they made a run there towards the end. Yeah. And, and to no avail. They just came up a little short. And you know, when Steph Curry is cooking, as the kids would say. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, – he was – Chef Curry last night. It's tough. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm kind of torn, but whatever. Petty Steph won the game. Can't say that I'm surprised. Well, you know, let's get into some Grizzly stuff a little bit later, I guess. Uh, I was just kind of curious if you watched it, Bo. Did you check out that Memphis-Golden State game? I saw I – was, I was busy with the, the kids. I took the boy to – a playground and caught the first half of the Grizz on my phone. Mm-hmm. So you saw a little bit of it. You're checking in. You were keeping up with it. Yeah, I did not see the third quarter. It seemed out of hand, and then I did not watch the fourth. I just wasn't wasn't able to. Yeah, that's all right. You didn't miss much. I mean, you saw the result. The other game looked great on paper. Denver Portland. I was thinking, yeah, what a great finish. Good game. But I realized, I guess it was Saturday. Maybe it was Friday. I don't know. I was just kind of thinking about stuff. And I realized that Denver had no incentive to win that game. No. They don't give a shit. 
they get the three seed. One hundred. They they went down like twenty points in that game. Denver does not go down twenty points to to Portland. No, they were throwing that game. Denver sitting in the third spot and Portland in the sixth with a tie. The Lakers and the Portland Trailblazers were tied for sixth and seventh. I think Denver was saying, yeah, let's uh, let Portland win. Absolutely. And uh, the Lakers will be stuck in that play-in game. Right. Why would you voluntarily help the Lakers out with the roster that they have? Yeah. I honestly think that Denver threw that game. Because not because even the because if the Lakers do get in, or well – if they win, basically win in, they would have to play the Jazz. And they're at the opposite end of the bracket from Denver. So not only does, do they right. do Denver not have to play them in the first round, mm-hmm. but Denver goes the route of, you know, Phoenix. And then, you know, down the road, if they do cross the Lakers, they'll deal with it then. Yeah. Denver didn't want the Lakers to get into that sixth spot. And that would have been a potential first-round matchup. I think Denver would rather play Portland. (laughs) It just seemed like it it seemed like a lot of teams kind of jostled their positioning. The Clippers lost to who? Houston and Oklahoma, their last two games. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, there was some jockeying going on. Teams are avoiding each other, which, fine, you want to get through the first round, but I don't know if, I don't know if that ever really works out. In the long run, like, oh, thank God we avoided them in the first round. The West is so packed. Every team is so good. I don't know if that really makes any sense. But Well, the, the Grizzlies did that one year when they dropped down from, what, six to eight to play the Spurs in the first round, and they won that first-round series. Yeah, hmm. the, I remember that series. Did they do that intentionally? Yes. Why would you drop down to play a first-place team? Because you – Match up better against them. Hmm. Zebo killed them. Yeah, that's why. I mean, I remember it, but I also remember being fucking surprised. Oh yeah, no, I mean it was <laughs> a shocker for sure. But I mean, when on paper, when you, you know, when you look at it, and you're like, well, damn, we actually play better or match up better against this team. Sure. I mean, every every playoff game you get is more revenue. Yeah. So. I guess it makes sense to try to get as far as you can in the playoffs. But I don't know. I think the, like, dodging teams for the playoffs is kind of like a – it's a bad mentality to put in your player's head. It's like you're essentially telling your players that they're not good enough to play this other team. I think that can fuck with uh, your team's mojo a little bit. Like, oh, you don't think we're good enough to beat this team? All right. So what happens when we do play that team? Am I, I going to be able to play my best basketball? I think a lot of these guys <clears throat> look at it from the level of like they realize anything can happen in the playoffs. So why not give yourself the best possible chance to go as far as possible? You know what I mean? Then Yeah, I know. But I'm saying I think that could have, have an effect on a player's <clears throat> psyche a little bit. Like your organization doesn't think you're good enough to beat this team in the first round, okay. (laughs) I think there's some lasting, especially like guys that are a little more mentally fragile than others. Like, I don't know. I don't know about the whole like, I my approach would be like, let's go out there, let's win games, and let the chips fall. Where they may, yeah. Where they may, yeah. Like, fine. 
so be it. We'll beat anybody. I want the attitude of we're going to go into the playoffs and we're going to beat whoever the fuck comes across us. We're not so, jockeying for position. So you would need to go coach Portland. That's right. Went out. Anyway, I don't know. I just kind of those just kind of things that ran through my head yesterday, watching all these last games of the season. Anything to add to that, or shall we move on? We can move on. Let's get into some news then. Bo, you're always good with news. You see anything interesting this week? I saw. I just. I just saw that Luke Walton's going to be back as the head coach in Sacramento. Good. Think he should be. Me and Josh were talking about that earlier tonight when we were just sitting around here. About two fifteen this afternoon. Sitting here. <laughs> um, what do you think about that, Bo? I, I didn't watch a whole lot of the Kings. No, but uh, there, I see a stat here that Luke Walton has a sixty-two and eighty-two record with the Kings mm-hmm. for a forty-three percent win percentage. And apparently that makes him the best, the second best coach in King's history. <laughs> Who's the first? Oh. George Carl? No, who coached out there? Uh, Rick Adelman? Probably. I mean, this is, yeah, it's Rick Adelman, but yeah, it, that was like, th- Rick Adelman's th- 395 and 229. Hmm. Jaeger was 98 and 98 wins and 148 losses. Oh. So Walton hadn't been there that long, obviously. Yeah. What two seasons? That was on Reddit. Shout out to user Dim891 for that. <laughs> That's the guy that I got my information from as far as the Russell Westbrook trade that never happened. So, Josh, what do you think about Luke Walton? I mean, whatever. Like, it, I don't think that. You know that, how I feel. We already talked about it. The, I don't think that. He's per se to blame for everything that's happened out there, but also don't think that. I think he's gotten a longer lease just because of his last name. Well, his last name and the fact that he coached the Warriors. He was on that Warriors staff. And what did he go like undefeated with that roster? Yeah, but how much of that was his coaching and how much was that stuff? Well, he had play? to keep the fucking checks and balances. I mean, it's not. it doesn't just happen by itself. I really don't think so. He's got to keep things going. I think when it comes down to crunch time situations, as long as you can put your your team in place to win, you got somebody like Steph Curry, you just tell him, say, hey, look, give him the ball and get out of his way. Is there any way to look at how many general managers have been on that staff while Luke Walton has been coaching there? How many executive changes have there been within that organization? The Kings? Well, he has coached there. I'm just going to go on a whim and say it's, Quite a few. You had the Vladi Divac, Peja Stoyakovich fiasco. Whoever it was before him, shaky ownership. The team, they almost lost the team. I mean, a lot of things have happened there. I don't think it's all for Luke Walton's fault. The was, roster's been fucking weird as shit since he got there. <laughs> there was like a Joe Dumars thing, and there's yeah. Divac. Mm-hmm. And... No, Monty McMahon's Divot's still on staff. I, I, I don't know. Like I made the joke about last week about the Knicks signing Randall to the Hausman Max, and then I said, "Will you do that because you can just trade him to Sacramento when you don't when you can sign <laughs> Kevin Durant or whoever the next." Yeah. 
I mean, that's that's the way that they signed fucking Vince Carter and Zebo when nobody else wanted them to a ton of money. Yep. And well, Jaeger signed Zebo to fuck up. That was just Memphis. fucking fish out of the water. It's just a weird like fucking decision making. But okay, that was before Luke. Fine. But the point I'm trying to make is there's been questionable decision-making in that organization for so long. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't understand, like, the Marvin Bagley thing. Like, what are you really using him for? Like, why would you – I don't know. Well, I know why they picked him because of – he had I mean, I'm not saying, good I'm, potential. But. I'm not saying why – like, I understand why they picked him. I'm saying, like, how are they going to use him? Well, he's got to stay on the court. But, yeah. They got a lot of questions. The Aaron Fox, I hope he doesn't – Waste his whole career and I was gonna say De'Aaron Fox needs to get out weird there. situation, but I don't think it's Luke Walton's fault. I think if you ask the players, nobody has a problem with Luke Walton. There's a lot of a lot of people think that's uh his days like he shouldn't be there, but I would yeah. say who the fuck are you gonna get that's gonna be better? I don't know. Right. And it, maybe it is because of his last name, like you said, but I think that's reaching. I don't know. All right, so then if you want, so then why didn't uh, uh, what's his name, like Ty Lu for that matter? He had what one bad season somewhere, and they kicked him out, and then LeBron had to save him and bring him back in. Where? What do you? Who, what was he called? He was coaching. Did he coach Cleveland after they he, left? He won the title in Cleveland. Right, but then I'm saying after the title. Did he go coach somewhere that he got ran out of town because he sucked because LeBron wasn't on the team anymore? I don't know. Do you know? <laughs> you brought it up. I don't. I mean, I I know that at one point I feel like he was an assistant coach. Um, where was he assistant coach, Jeff? So they brought they had David Blatt on with Cleveland, and then they brought in Lou in 2016. He beat the Warriors. And then in 2018, the Cavs fired him. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he worked with Doc Rivers, the Clippers, informally. He made it. And six. then he then he got on as an assistant with the Clippers. He started and out. Th- oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So he was he got he had a relationship with Doc Rivers, mm-hmm. and then he was on Doc Rivers' staff in the in L.A. And then, and well, then I guess- Steve. Balmer got rid of Rivers and hired Lou. Whatever. Six to one half to oh, point I'm trying to make is I just feel like uh, Luke Walton is given a longer leash per se than some other guys around the league. In 2018, 2019, Ty Lue started out the season 0 and 6 with Cleveland and he was let go. Uh, he's a player's coach. I mean, we all know that. As soon as uh, LeBron left Cleveland, uh, uh, did he even want to win? Did he even want to be there anymore? That's what I would ask. I, I have a feeling that was a mutual decision. How was he going to win? That team was shit. <laughs> when when LeBron left, who do they have left? Channing Fry. <laughs> Kevin Love. That was a. I mean, Kevin Love was already hurt to start the season, likely. Uh, uh, looking at the roster, I mean, it's just a bunch of nothing. But anyways, I don't. I don't think that. 
I don't think it's a hundred percent on Luke Walton, but you know, he also hadn't helped himself out either. I don't think he's had help to help himself out. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna straight up say that it, the upper management never put him in a position to succeed. It's not his fucking fault. He shouldn't take the blame. I'm glad they're keeping him around. I think he's got more NBA knowledge than anybody they're going to fucking find. And he's young enough he can still relate with the players. Anyway, we don't have to stick on this forever. As long as the players like him and they're... I mean, they were battling for that play-in spot this year. They thought they could make it. I don't know what they're going to do. They got some decisions to make. I mean, Sacramento's on our list of teams that were on the cusp of being in bad shape last year. So they can, they can either go up or down. They're like uh, Chicago. Or, I mean, New York's, the Knicks have so many decisions to make for next year. They're kind of like the Knicks. We'll see. Only time will tell. I mean, they got to get that, I would say, upper management straightened out. And maybe they do now. Like Bo said, we don't really pay. We haven't. We didn't pay enough attention to them this year. I do have some. I do have a piece of news we can talk about. Yeah. Small tidbit here. What? Tony Snell became the first player in NBA history to shoot fifty percent field goal. 50% three-point, and 100% free throw for a season with a minimum of 100 attempts. That's a stat. How do you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> What's your opinion on that? It's pretty impressive. Tony Snell. Who's he play for now? Atlanta. That's right. That's a brand-new story. I guess that's pretty impressive. You guess that's impressive? Yeah. It's efficient. He's also had games where he plays 30 minutes and gets no points, no rebounds, no assists, no blocks, no steals. He's done a lot of impressive things. It's a stat. <laughs> the most random player in NBA history is what they're calling him. <laughs> I just looked it up, and that's all everybody's talking about. It's like, this dude is the same guy that in 2017 had a 28-minute game and no points, no rebounds, no assists, no blocks, no steals. <laughs> he was just out there. <laughs> uh, Let's see. Bo, I got some news pertaining to the Timberwolves. Did you see yeah, this? Let's hear it. Did you, did you see this? The Timberwolves have issued a statement confirming the team will be sold to Mark Lohr and Alex Rodriguez. I did see that it, the sale was going to happen. I think NBA sales are a big deal. Do NBA fans care about this kind of thing? Josh, do you care when a NBA team is sold or bought? No, not really. No, it's just off the radar. I mean, it just doesn't. You just don't care. the The price I, is one point five billion dollars. The last time that I really <laughs> cared about who bought what team was. Uh, when uh, the Grizzlies got bought by Robert Pear. Mm -hmm. But a lot of that was because I'm a Grizzlies fan. Sure. Uh, let's see. So back to the sale here. 
Operating control will transfer to Lore and Rodriguez in 2023-24. It's a couple of years from now. They get the G League affiliate, the Iowa Wolves, T-Wolves Gaming, and the Minnesota Lynx. There's the money pit. I think the Lynx are pretty popular in Minnesota. I shouldn't say money pit. The money, uh, the money grab. Oh. Well, it's interesting. A-Rod failed to mention the WNBA team in his statement about buying the team. I mean, it's a small piece, but he probably sh- still should have mentioned it. He don't give a shit. Buying a team and build He probably didn't even care about basketball. Yeah, I think he settled for buying the Timberwolves. I don't know if I'd be worried about them moving the team, but it could happen. Yeah, I don't know what to think about it. I it's for me when I when when I hear that the team is sold and, and also living in this market, there's every literally every major sports league is here and the Timberwolves are kind of the dregs just because they haven't been good since KG. And then Glenn Taylor has just not looked that favorably. Mm-hmm. Uh, as an owner, as an owner, uh, f- like from like a m- macro NBA perspective, but also like a local micro perspective, Glenn Taylor is is not looked at favor- favorably either. So, I you know you hope they keep the team here, and if you know the NBA wants a team in Vegas, that there's expansion, but. You know, on the other other side of things, as a Grizzlies fan, it it's got to be somewhat reassuring that one of the worst franchises is sold, and it's not to a local owner. So, I, you know, I I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, from what I understand, there was a handshake deal between Glenn Taylor and the new owners that would keep the Timberwolves in Minnesota. Right. The team has been put on the market several times over the years, but. Never the right offer. And Glenn Taylor's been insistent that the new owners keep the team in Minnesota. I guess there's like a handshake deal, but who fucking knows? Yeah, I mean, Glenn Taylor could fucking die and then... Yeah, I mean, once it once it gets transferred over, it's legally bound. Like, who knows? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's It's yeah. not written in stone. Sure. And as far as like the Grizzlies go, I think not. I'm not one of the Grizzlies conspiracy theory. They're going to move people, but I do think that Robert Pear is too busy to even consider moving a team, and he's also wealthy enough that he he he's fine with it being in this market. And I think he kind of likes the low keyness of Memphis. Shit, he might. I don't know. He might buy another team. Right. <laughs> I mean, you can't do that. That's so fucking loaded. (laughs) What if you own, can you own two teams? (laughs) It's never been tried before. I don't think so. He'd go to the NBA (laughs) and see if they'll give him a team in Seattle. But that's the way I see it. Like if, exactly, like there could be expansion and he could sell to local owners and buy a team in Seattle or something. I don't think Para, like I said, I think Para wants to be low-key, does not want to deal with negative press and is probably just happy being in the Memphis market. Well, they got a I mean, pretty good thing going too. 
you would it, on the surface it appears they do yeah yeah good enough for now all right moving on any other news uh bo that you want to bring yeah, up oladipo had to have surgery on that quadriceps tendon that he had ruptured previously <sighs> and so he's out and indefinitely Ouch. So that's a bummer. He turned down that big extension with Houston, batted himself, and then the injury came back, which is, is too bad. It's a tough one for Miami. Going into the playoffs. He would have been a, he would have played a big role. It's too bad. How do you feel about that, Josh? Oladipo. Yeah, it definitely hurts not having him out there, for sure. <clears throat> it's 20 points a game. Forget about it. It's gone. Forget about it. Yeah, it definitely sucks not having him out there. <laughs> the yeah. short answer, but I mean the long answer of that, too, is I think he's going to be fine. Oh, he ain't getting I don't younger. know if he's going to be fine. I mean, like, yeah, he's going to be fine because he's made $100 million. <laughs> yeah, but he could go even, let's say that, what's his situation like next year? He's got a rehab from a ruptured quadriceps tendon. He only played four games in Miami. He's, it's not good. This is not good. Yeah, he's been struggling. Like a re rupture. I don't know if it, it's a re rupture, but he's already hurt the damn thing. I assume it's a step to go in a positive direction. So, you know that, that big tendon, like right above your kneecap? Sure. Yep. yep. I hit it with a hammer every day. I mean, he just, that thing is what just fucking split, split in half the first time or whatever. It's a, it's a gnarly. When I say that he's going to be fine, I think I'm talking about like being able to get onto another team. Like you just find the best team in the league that needs a bench player that you come out and. I, I don't know if he's going to be able to play basketball again. Well, then no, he won't be fine. It's my medical advice. This is the last year on his deal, right, Bo? Yeah, he turned down a yeah. He's a free he agent. He turned down a massive offer in Houston. Uh, I think it was two and forty or something like that. Okay. All right. I mean, he's he's getting a twenty-one million this year, which would give his career total to one hundred and five million, which is tw- like, for instance, put that in perspective, twice as much as Brevin Knight has made in his career, and. We don't look at Brevin Knight as oh, poor Brevin. He only made fifty million. Shout out Brevin, we love you, <laughs> BK. But you know what I mean. Like he may not play basketball again. He may, but I have really don't know if he will. Well, he can shoot, and if he can get out there and shoot threes, there will be a spot for him. Somebody will take a chance. He'll get another deal. I think so. I hope he does. He's not going to be crippled. He may just be a fucking uh, bench player. He may play on uh, load management nights. I don't know. <laughs> I think he could be a very good six man if that's what it comes down to heading into his like 29th year of age. Let's see. Anything else, Josh? You got any news? Nope. All right. Bo? I didn't see anything else that let's was, keep, I mean, other than the playoff seating stuff. Yeah, let's keep it moving. Play-ins start tomorrow, and they will run till Friday. Playoffs start this week on the 22nd. That's Saturday. 
You guys want to kind of look at the matchups? Let's take a look at the standings. Do we have to explain the play-ins again? Or is that kind if of If you could like do a, a quick, quick explanation, sure. Okay, each conference has 7 through 10 have to play into the playoffs, fighting for the 7th and 8th spots. So 7 will play 8. The winner of that matchup gets the 7th spot. 9 will play 10. The winner of that will play the loser of the 7 and 8 for the 8th spot. So we have in the West, 7 through 10, Lakers at 7, Warriors 8, Grizzlies 9, Spurs 10. Meaning, first round would be Lakers versus Warriors, Grizzlies versus Spurs. In the East, it's 7, Boston Celtics, 8, Washington Wizards, 9, Indiana Pacers, 10, Charlotte Hornets. Meaning, Boston plays Washington. Winner of that gets 7. Indiana plays Charlotte. Winner of that plays the loser of the 7-8 series to get the A spot. So... I think this week we should just focus on the play-in games. The playoffs don't start till Saturday next week. I think there's going to be plenty of time to talk about playoffs. We can talk about some of the matchups if we want. If anybody has anything they want to kind of say or has an opinion on a matchup, I don't want to force it. The action tips off Tuesday. Double headers on TNT. The Eastern Conference goes Tuesday, and then the Western Conference goes Wednesday on ESPN with another doubleheader. I'm still, I'm still, uh, still saying Miami's going to make a run at it. Miami. Yep. So you're talking about playoffs. Miami's in the sixth. Right. They're going to make a run at the title. They're going to make a run at winning the East. I don't know if they'll make a run at winning the title. Yeah, I mean, they're going to make a run, all right. They're going to play games. I mean, I think that they're going to beat Milwaukee. That's what I'm getting at. Ooh. Oh. You also said Philadelphia needed to blow it up last season after they <laughs> lost in the first round. They should. Well, they're in first place this year after not blowing it up. They're gonna, they they're kind gonna, of blew it up. They got rid of Al Horford and brought in – what Danny? They brought in Danny Green and uh, Seth Curry. Josh wanted to get rid of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid last year. <laughs> I, I think you could make an argument for that, but when you look at what you can get in return, you might as well. You're better off just adding uh, what. I mean, I'm going to side with Daryl Morey here because I'm a Daryl Morey fanboy, but it, it makes it made sense what he did. He just added shooting. And he's going to let those let, let Ben Simmons handle the ball and let Joel Embiid do Joel Embiid things. I don't know. I mean, in their first place, go go figure. I think they're a great team. It's the number one yeah. defensive team in the league. I'm not betting against Philadelphia at all. Miami's an interesting one, Josh. I don't hate that pick. They're going to give whoever they play trouble. They got a good team. They got Jimmy Buckets and Bam underneath. It, but if they all can stay healthy. Tons of shooting. Tyler Hero. Yeah. Oladipo's Doug, out, but. Duncan Robinson. And then if they can stay healthy outside of that, they're going to be just fine. Sure. Should we? I kind of 
feel like we should focus more on the play-in games. All right. Let's start with Boston, Washington then. Okay. You were telling me earlier that Washington's the underdog. Yes. So here are the Washington versus Boston. Celtics are minus two. The over-under is 234.5. It's pretty close. Minus two. Two points is close, close line. It's basically a pick them. Boston's been losing like crazy towards the end of the season, and Washington's been winning like crazy towards the end of the season. I'm going Washington. I'm going to go Boston. I think it's God's will. Well, it better be because he's all they got. (laughs) (laughs) Bo, who do you like there? I think in the Boston-Washington matchup, after I, I, I haven't watched Boston the last week or so, but after watching Washington and if they have Bradley Beal, I kind of like Westbrook and Bradley Beal just like just winning two games, ripping two games off. Well, Washington is our pick game this week, and I have all kinds of stats prepared for what they've been doing towards the end of the season. They've been on fire, man. Yes, and Westbrook was the Eastern Conference Player of the Month. Right now, I am 100% on the Wizards train. I love Boston, but... They're missing Jalen Brown, and yeah. I think they fucked their team up at the deadline. So I'm kind of out on Boston. Sorry. I don't believe that they will win. Now, they may win the second play-in game and get the eighth spot, but I don't think that they uh, knock the Wizards out. I don't think that's happening. All right, we can move on. Charlotte and Indiana. They got the Pacers minus three. It's a tough one. Indiana's got all the coaching turmoil, and Charlotte's got a young team. No Gordon Hayward. Yeah, Hayward's out. But they got Rozier, and I think uh, Devontae Graham is going to play. LaMelo. That's a toss-up. I don't don't really know who wins that game. I think the Pacers win that game. Probably. What's the line? Minus three. Pacers? Yep. It's close. But, yeah. All right. Next one we got, or well, I guess I could wait. Well, Bo, what, what do you think? think? Yeah, I got no clue. That'll just be like whatever happens, happens. <laughs> Indy, oh, Brogdon's out, I think. Did I see that? He's not even going to play in the first game. I saw it was questionable still. Yeah, they don't, like, Indiana's been riddled with injuries all season, and it's not stopping. There's just too many questions with both of those teams. I, th- I think Charlotte does not have the coaching question that Indiana has, so I th- yeah, like you said, I, I said it. Who the hell knows? We don't like we don't know, know those teams. I don't think Miles Turner's been playing. I don't know. So many questions. I don't know Sabonis is probably the best player, and maybe I'll go with I'll side with Sabonis on that. All right, maybe I'll do that. I'll say Sabonis. All right. So the next one we got is the moment of truth: San Antonio Spurs versus the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies are minus three. I'm going to go. I got to be a homer. I got to go Grizz. Yeah, I think the Grizzlies take care of the Spurs, but betting against Popovich has never been a good idea. And Popovich has the secret weapon, Gorgie Jang. (laughs) (laughs) Revenge game. Watch Watch him hit like a game. (laughs) You'll think you can just buy me out. (laughs) I just think, I think the Grizzlies, I think the Grizzlies can take that game. Yeah, probably. I think being at home, it's going to mean something to them. Hope it does. 
is Jaron going to play, or is he is he taking the taking the night off to go hang out? I imagine he plays. Hope he does. I hope what? he decides to rebound the ball and play down low and box people out. It's not like a back-to-backer anymore. They shouldn't play any more back-to-backs for the rest of the season. He was only sitting out back-to-backs at the end of the season. I think uh, Memphis gets it. Bo, what do you think? I want him to. <laughs> right. I'd like to think Memphis can do it. Keldon Johnson might have other ideas. I didn't see the fourth quarter of the Grizz and their comeback against the Warriors. So, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know if uh, the, the Steph Curry's definitely not on the Spurs, right? <laughs> no, but we always have problems with the Spurs. But yeah, well, they're well coached, well managed. I'm sure you could go find Greg Popovich at uh, what was it, Flight? He oh. ordered like. $500 worth of wine and like paid for people's tabs or whatever. It probably was in flight. It was probably uh, McEwen's. That's where it was. McEwen's, yeah. Like years ago? Yeah. Uh, he goes there whenever he's in town. Okay. They say he's a nice dude. <laughs> of course he is. Yeah, I th- yeah, of course. Yeah. He's not a dick. No. He used to be a massive dick. To random people? I don't think so. Not to random, maybe well, to reporters. What's the next game? Lakers he's just, Warriors. He's just a fucking <laughs> yeah. Lakers. All right. Golden State. He gets a rise out of putting other people in uncomfortable situations, especially people that are working for the NBA. Though he loves fucking with those sideline reporters and shit. That's about it. Golden State and the Lakers. They got the Lakers at minus six and a half. I this this is any in my opinion is not going to be a matchup. The so Lakers, the Lakers run run away with it. Yeah, you would think the Lakers are way better than their record. The Warriors are like just as good as their record. Right. The La- that team. But Draymond's going to fucking he's going to try to do things and so is Steph. So they'll hang in there. I don't think it'll be a blowout. But the Lakers, I mean AD is going to take over whenever the fuck he wants to. Who's going to stop him? Right, that's what I'm saying. Looney. He'll try. The only thing I will say about Golden State, though, I wish that uh, wish Wiseman was healthy and could play in this. Not yeah, that I absolutely. not that I think that he would make a difference. I just think that the experience would be good for him. Shit, yeah, of course. They've like been better since he's been out. It's weird. I think it's because they're not like having to babysit him. Right. <laughs> they're like, oh, let's just do like the Steph thing, shoot a ton of threes, and not have to like try to get Wiseman going. Right. And Draymond's not like teaching Wiseman the game on the fly. Yeah, Lakers. It's it's too easy. Like I hope I'm wrong. I hope the Lakers get knocked out. That would be hilarious. But I don't think it'll happen. There's no way. Steph. They're better happen. than their team is better than that record. They're, the Lakers should be the number one team in the West. They're just down there because of injuries and when LeBron went out, they could not fucking get it together at all. But that, that team is deep, and when it counts, when points need to be made, AD and Braun are going to be able to do it. Assuming that Braun can play, didn't he, like, tweak his ankle again in that last game? Yeah, but he'll be fine. He just went out because he was like, this isn't worth it. Let's wait till it counts. I'll play through it when it counts. Bo, what do you think? I would think the Lakers can 
take care win one game which is all they have to do right yeah they yep. would they would win if all right so one game seven and eight only has to win one game and you're in the seventh w- yeah the winner of the golden state la game would go on to play phoenix yes but yeah but i mean we don't we don't even need to really go into the playoffs too much i mean no so I guess we don't know who's going to win Boston, Washington. Y'all say Boston. I say, or Josh says Boston. I say Washington. I say Washington. It's I'm, like impossible I, to go down to the next matchup, though, you know? No, I agree. It's kind of pick game and, yeah, and, look, these, and where we're at with the uh, playing stuff. Like trying to predict these, like it's fun. I enjoy doing it. But when we're looking at, who's going to make the eighth seed it's kind of impossible because we just don't know who's going to be playing in those games so i mean we could go we could do 30 minutes on hypothetical situations (laughs) is it really worth it i don't know josh what let's do like i mean okay that's fun because that's like the next thing coming is like the first rounds of the play-ins first games of the play-ins i'm going to watch them We'll talk about them next week. But is there any set playoff matchups? Meaning like three through six. So the four, five, or three, six on either side. Like which matchup are we anticipating the most? Like which one's the most interesting to us? Oh, I'll go first. Sure. Clippers, Dallas. Clippers, Dallas. Okay. What intrigues you there? Luca. Luca, you just want to watch Luca. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I think it, I think that that would be a very good matchup. Okay. Just those two teams in general. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Like, you know, Kawhi. I don't know if Dallas has enough firepower to pull that out. I think they can. It's going to be so much Kawhi and so much Paul George. I think Paul George shits the bed. Maybe he does. Maybe he lost all his confidence because Ty Lue doesn't think they can beat the Lakers. He dodged them. <laughs> I think it's going to be the Kawhi versus Lucas show. And Boban may jump in there and get a few <laughs> rebounds and putbacks. Bo, which one do you like? If you had to pick one to watch, what series would you watch? Hmm. I think that Milwaukee Miami is very interesting. Mm-hmm. I think Miami is going to give Milwaukee some trouble. I think Milwaukee will win. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Denver Portland will be fun too. Yeah, I can't pick one. I think there's something to watch in every single series. Even the Knicks. Yeah, I think you're right. Even the Knicks Atlanta series is going to be interesting. I think. What did we do last year in the playoffs? We just kind of watched games didn't we and just come back and talk about whatever we watched yeah. we didn't really like yeah single anything out we just kind of come on and like you know whatever this was fun or that one was fun it was I think also what we did last year it was also during the bubble too so like sure. games were getting played at like noon yeah there was a lot going on there was those first round that first round was crazy last year I really want to see that Julius Randle, John Collins, Julius Randle matchup 
in Miami. I just want to see like Jimmy Butler and Giannis just like barking at each other. See, I, I would in Milwaukee, Miami. I want to see Tyler Hero. I want to see him go off. Yeah. Portland, Denver. I like the uh, the big man battle. The former teammates. Both teams are deep. Lots of good players at every position. And yeah, like Dallas, LA, like you've got your like big time marquee superstar matchups. Be fun. It's too bad, you know, we don't know who Utah or Phoenix are gonna play or Brooklyn or Philly. But we'll get into all that as it comes. I, I kinda wanna just let this thing kinda come to us. Not try to force the issue on playoffs right now. Like we got a lot. Like we have like two months to talk about it. Right. <laughs> Yes, we do. <laughs> There's no reason to go like crazy into it. We still got our last pick game of the season to do here tonight. Anything left on the standings or anything with the playoffs that you want to say, Josh? Anything? Um, Is there anything you have prepared on this? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, there are some playoff matchups that I'd like to get into, but... <laughs> If you don't, if you don't want to deep dive into the, uh, no, go ahead. So, as far as the Grizzlies are concerned, we win. Who do you want to? Who do you want? Who do you want to play going into the playoffs? Is I guess is my thing. I don't think it makes any difference. I've said many times on this podcast that the Grizzlies aren't making the playoffs. What would give them the best chance to make the playoffs? <laughs> well, they got they put themselves in a situation where they've got to win two games again. It's exactly like last season when the Grizzlies didn't win when they needed to to get the play-in advantage. So now they've got to win two games to make the playoffs. They've got to beat a team that is better than them. The Warriors has more experience or the Lakers, who are probably the best team in the West. I think it's just more learning experiences for the young Grizzlies. I don't think they're going to even make it, so I don't care who they play. I'm guessing the Lakers win the 7-8 game, and if the Grizzlies can pull it out against the Spurs, which I'm not even saying is a guaranteed thing, I hope so, because I want to see them play more than just one last game. <laughs> well, yeah, for but sure. uh, I think the Warriors show that they've kind of got our number last week. Yeah, I wouldn't say they got their number, but I, I mean, the Warriors are good. They are good, but and they they are as good as their record, and their record is better than the Grizzlies. But no, I don't care. I don't care who they play. Like it doesn't matter. I don't think they like I. I I'm happy that they're fighting to try to get in the playoffs. I'm just looking at it objectively. Like, I don't think it's going to happen. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm more hopeful that I don't think that we could beat Utah, but I would rather. Oh, you're talking about like the next, like I'm after, talking about, after I'm, the playoffs? Yes. I'm I thought talking, we were talking about just making the playoffs. Well, I'm just in the, in the whole general conversation. So I'm you're talking about like making the playoffs. If they win the next two games, I'm, I'm, okay with them either getting swept or 
getting one game on Utah just because Mike's in, in Utah. I guess that's my point about the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, they'll be playing Utah. I don't I don't see any way they hang with them. Maybe they can get a game, a home game. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I just I, – I, I feel – I feel better about that than them playing Phoenix. Is it? Is I don't think it's possible for them to play Phoenix. Well, it's not, but I'm yeah. saying that with they had they won yesterday, it would have been. Oh yeah. Oh, okay, so going back in time again, I don't think it matters. <laughs> but six to one, half dozen the other. I don't think it fucking matters. Like Utah, Phoenix, they're both so complete and been their veteran teams at this point donovan like he's coming into his own but he's got a team of veterans with him yeah he's like the young guy he runs that fucking squad but he's like the youngest guy just a complete team both of them phoenix and utah complete teams Bo, where are you at what are you thinking on this conversation here Bo. He's gone. Where'd he go? <laughs> Did he just leave? Uh, must, something must have come up. He just exited. He's still gone, so I guess we'll just continue without him. All right. Uh, I don't know where he went. Maybe he went to the bank. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think so it's... what about you? I mean, you brought it up. You, Utah or Phoenix, what, what, I mean, what would be the difference to you? playing one or the other i mean you just don't want to lose the chris paul again well there's that aspect but (laughs) you're not going to beat either one i guess is my point so who who would you rather lose to i would rather lose to i would rather lose to utah because mike can then advance on and have a chance to beat the winner of the clippers dallas well it doesn't fucking matter because it's gonna if they make the playoffs it is utah right that's why I'm saying is I don't know how I'm not terribly upset about what happened yesterday just because. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the the thing to me is having to win one game instead of two games. Now, yes, I'd rather have to win one game for sure. I mean that aspect of it, yes, I I do agree with. And maybe get lucky and. But I Dylan think, Brooks shuts down LeBron James. I, I mean, but I do think that we match up a lot better with San Antonio than we do with either LA or Golden State. Sure, of course. They're a lesser team. So. I feel like that's an obvious. Bo, are you fucking back? Where'd you go? I had to use the toilet, the little girl's room, and to tinkle. Yeah, all right. We were were waiting on your stats, bro. So, when did you I couldn't get a word in just a second. I went and took a leak, and then I got a hams. So. My stats. Would you have had? Would you have rather had Memphis win yesterday and be facing the Lakers today to possibly play the Phoenix Suns, or are you happy they lost against the Warriors yesterday and now will be potentially playing the Jazz? That's Josh's question. I think I would have just rather had them win. I think winning is contagious and good, a good thing. Right, rolling into the play-ins on a win against a team, yeah, yeah a team like the Warriors. Yeah, I think so. Especially if you would have gotten... And then the Grizzlies would have had a better record than the Warriors. <laughs> I think winning is good. Sure. 
Josh likes Josh is like he's talking about like which team do you want to lose to in the first round, Utah or Phoenix? I don't think it matters. No, I, you know, I'd probably rather lose to Utah just because I just don't want to watch Chris Paul rip your heart out. I'm I'm happy with. Thank you. <laughs> Josh doesn't want to see Chris Paul ever again. What's funny is uh, the guy that does the uh, radio play-by-play for the Grizzlies down here um, told me one day that Chris Paul is actually a really nice guy. Of course he is. I believe it. He just plays a douche canoe on the court. He just doesn't play for your team. (laughs) All right. I saw those pictures. Trampoline pictures. Oh, yeah, you got those? What do you think? What's with the Ty Lue picture? (laughs) Yeah, it looks like a trampoline. You jumping off? We were talking about Ty Lue. You jumping off that fucking roof yet onto the trampoline? I need to. Or up off the trampoline onto the roof? Ooh, I probably could. No, I'm I'm good. I mean, you put it right there. You put it right there by the roof. I mean, that's the next step. When they when they get bored, is to jump off the roof onto the trampoline. You don't the have net, a, I can't believe the net the net actually retrofitted onto the thing. You know how many trampolines I've dragged across yards to jump off roofs onto? <laughs> a lot. All of the trampolines. That boy's probably a little too young to do that yet, but it I mean, <laughs> What's really fun is you get a tra- trampoline right next to a swimming pool. You grab your skateboard deck and you jump off the roof and try to land on the board on the trampoline. All right, time to move on. It's time for the last pick game of the season. There will be no more pick games until next year. How do you guys feel about that? Bo's probably done with them. <laughs> Are you sick of the pick games? No. No, They're I only fun. watched half of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I missed I'm, one. I'm just kidding. Golly, I can't even admit I missed one pick game. Fuck that. And I'm the. uh, Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, how how about this? I'm the uh, redheaded child. There's a certain commitment level we expect, both. Of the black sheep. All you can do is try. And he didn't. (laughs) Anyway. The pick game, it was Wednesday. It was between the Washington Wizards and the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta at the State what? Farm Arena. That was the pick game? Yes. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. I watched it. Formerly known as the Phillips Arena. You remember Phillips TVs? They were fucking everywhere back in the, like the early 2000s, late 90s. Didn't you have one in your Ford Explorer? I don't know. but they. No, I'm kidding. I didn't have a Ford Explorer, though. Your parents did. We had uh, those Philips TVs were like known for their like great picture. They had them in the Sopranos. Like all the TVs were Philips TVs. Okay. They were popular. It was like the TV to have 20 years ago. Did you know that Philips is an Amsterdam based company? 
I did not know that. Phillips purchased the initial naming rights of the arena in February of 1999 for 185 million dollars for 20 years. In February, good, yeah, huh? That's a good deal. <laughs> 20 years naming rights. I think that's the standard. In February of 2018, it was reported that Phillips would not renew its naming rights agreement for the arena in which it expired in June 2019. Primarily due to Phillips' withdrawal from the consumer electronics market in 2013. <laughs> ah, they were not even making consumer electronics and they were still uh, had the naming rights for that arena. On August 29th, 2018 state farm purchased the naming rights to the arena in a deal that will last for 20 years and cost 175 million dollars state farm it's another insurance company how do these insurance companies have so much damn money isn't it strange it's a little weird yeah makes you think hmm state farm is the largest property and casualty insurance provider in the united states it is also the largest auto insurance provider in the United States. It's ranked 36th in the 2019 Fortune 500, which lists American companies' revenue. Did you know State Farm is also a bank? I did not know that. State Farm has expanded into the financial services area, such as banking and mutual funds. The bank opened in May of 1999 and is operated by State Farm Financial Services. State Farm doesn't have, like, branch offices. You can't walk into a State Farm bank. Like, it's not a brick-and-mortar thing. It's regular banking services, which include checking, savings accounts, certificates of deposit, and money marketing accounts. They're available to worldwide customers countrywide customers i guess via the internet or over the phone or through its agents they have home mortgages i mean i didn't even know state farm was in the banking business that's how they can afford naming rights to an nba arena like a good neighbor state farm is probably video recording you right now so on to the game did you guys watch it? Anyone watch it? Bueller. Yes. Bo watched it. Josh, did you have any idea what we were doing for a pick game? I did not. Did not watch it. Did not attend it, no. All right. I watched the ESPN broadcast because why not? And then I heard Mark Jackson's voice on there. I said, hey, let's check out the Hawks broadcast. We haven't done a Hawks game this season, and frankly, I don't remember the last time I watched a Hawks game with their broadcast, so let's give it a try, I thought. So we got Bob Rathbun and Dominique Wilkins. All right, I'm interested. Y'all know who Dominique Wilkins is? Yeah, he played for he played in Greece and played for the Celtics. <laughs> I thought he played for the Jazz. Dominique is one of the best dunkers in the NBA history. It's a nine-time All-Star. He's the human highlight reel. He's in the names, Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame, man. He spent most of his career playing in Atlanta, which explains why he works for the Hawks now. But then I was remembering that I kind of liked watching the Wizards broadcasters. 
So I flipped over to the Wizards broadcast. But there was no Drew Gooden. So no, I'm out. I'm back to the Hawks. And I'm thinking maybe I'll watch the ESPN broadcast halfway through the game or something. I do like watching non-biased broadcasting. But to start the game, I'm going with Neek and Rathbun. At the time, I was thinking, I don't know how much Rathbun I can handle. He kind of is a bit much. No Bradley Beal for the Wizards in this one. It's a huge loss. No Denny Advia. No Thomas Bryant. He's been out and is out for the season. Hawks had no Cam Reddish. No DeAndre Hunter. Bo, what would you think of this game? Did you have fun watching this one at all? Yeah, it's basketball, NBA basketball. It's fun to watch. I thought it was enjoyable. Josh, have you watched any Atlanta games or Washington games this year? Um, I've checked out a couple of Atlanta games just because of Trey Young. Yeah. Wouldn't say that I sat down and really deep-dived into them. But the Trey Young-Russell uh, Westbrook matchup, I'm sure, would have been, been nice to see. It was. That was the whole thing. Like That was the big matchup here. Russell Westbrook had 34 points, 15 assists, and five rebounds on the game. Four of nine from three, which is totally respectable. 44%. Trey Young, 33 points, nine assists, eight rebounds. Two of eight from three, only 25%. You could argue that Russell Westbrook had a better game, statistically. The one thing that I know about the Hawks is that they are good at home. They were on an eight-game winning streak, best in the NBA at State Farm Arena. Also, 16-2 and two in the last 18. It's pretty good. They won 23 games at home this season. That's good. It's not great, but it's good. I guess that's comparable to like maybe 30 games. I don't know about my math in a full season. Another thing I knew about this game is Atlanta can score some damn points. It's Trey Young and it's Bogdan Bogdanovich. People seem to like this John Collins. Bo, did you recognize John Collins out there? He stood out to me for sure. Excellent. What'd you uh what'd you pick up off of him? He was Aggressive, uh, defending the rim and blocking shots, and kind of that two-headed monster with him and Clint Capella. Mm-hmm. They looked really good together. I think as a combination of that, they're both good players, but also that that Washington Wizards, Wizards front court is desperately lacking. Thomas Bryant. Yeah, Thomas uh, Rolo, so good. one of my one of my favorite players. Really was unimpactful for the Wizards. Oh, yeah. And it's funny. I was thinking about how old is John Collins? 23. He's 23. So I was thinking about how funny it is that he was, he said he was unhappy this year in Atlanta and it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. It's like you and Capella, Mr. Collins are both fairly young 
it would it would be almost kind of nice to have a comp like a good complimentary young player on the same team so you don't have to play 35 minutes a night and then you can play along Trey Young who's not necessarily known as a defender actually he's not he's a he's not a good defender at all and you're a shot blocker well this might be your time to shine mm-hmm. as you can play 25 28 minutes a night as a young player alongside someone that's a really good shooter alongside someone that's not a good defender and you can kind of make up for that by protecting the rim like why do you want to get out of that situation yeah and it's just might have been just, the, when did he say that he wanted out before the trade uh, deadline or it was yeah it was kind of creeping up around the trade deadline hmm. it might have been the the coaching thing with lloyd pierce right i don't know he could have been i don't know who his agent is could have been some of that nonsense or could have just been immaturity too. Right. But I feel like that's a good fit. Like when you don't have to, you can lean on Capella and vice versa. That's a, that's not a bad situation to be when you're a young player. I agree a hundred percent because Colin's frame is not super big. He's six, nine, but he's not like a wide dude. Like mm-hmm. Capella is Capella can bang with those other bigs in the league and it kind of frees up Collins to be like a stretch four, which I think suits him better. He's a scorer, no question. He shoots threes. He shot 40% in this game from three. If I was him, I wouldn't want to bang down low with too many players. I would I would absolutely love to have like a big, solid center next to me. It seems like the perfect fit for him. I don't know what the problem is. Right, and then you have Gallo on the team and Bogdanovich, uh-huh. so you could yeah. run those dudes – out in smaller lineups when you're playing against smaller teams and you don't have to play against Valanchunas or guys like that. Yeah. I just feel like it's a good it's a good it's working. Yeah, they're they're winning games. Shit, yeah, they're wor- winning games. They're sitting in the playoffs in the fifth seed with forty one wins on a shortened seventy two game season. I'd say it's working. I mean that's that's really good. You if they played 10 more games, they probably, let's say they only go 500. That's a 46, 47 win season. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, Collins. I mean, he shoots well. He's a scorer. He plays defense. He gets blocks. He's a rebounder. I mean, he's pretty much guaranteed 20 and 10 anytime he plays. This game, he got 18.6 rebounds, but two blocks. And like I said, the three-point shooting was on point. He's a first-round draft pick from 2017. 19th overall from Wake Forest where he played for two years. He just seems like the complete package. I think he plays hard. I don't know anything about how hard he works to get better. But like you were saying, if I feel like he's a great fit with Trey Young. The only knock on him is in 2019, he was suspended 25 games for testing positive for growth hormones. Said he didn't know what he was taking, basically, like whatever. It seems pretty irrelevant considering he's had no issues since. I mean, who doesn't want a 6'9 walking double-double that can shoot threes? That's young, too. And he's young. I read somewhere that he prefers playing the power forward for longevity in the league. 
I mean, he is damn skinny in comparison to other players on the court. He's, he's a little, it's a little light, which is not a knock. It's just the fact. But he rebounds so well and block shots. I thought, I think he's a really good player. Let's get into the game a little bit. Early in the game, Westbrook and Young were displaying their great passing skills a lot. They seemed to be trying to get everybody involved. Uh, Trey Young looked like he was just kind of taking what the defense was giving him. He's looking to pass. But give him a shot, and Trey Young ain't going to be scared to take that shit. He was taking the shots the defense gave him. Dominique was giving Nate McMillan a lot of praise on the call. He seems to really like uh, Coach there in Atlanta. You guys remember Ish Smith? Ish. Yeah, that, I, I, uh, of course <laughs> I do, yes. He played for the Grizzlies very early in his career. He's about that Ish. Ish Smith in his 12 years in the NBA came in for Westbrook about halfway through the first quarter. And fucking Robin Lopez in his 13 years in the NBA came in for Washington too. Washington quickly fell behind in the game. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching that. It, watching Ish come in and remember him being on the Grizzlies and having like flashbacks to just terrible backup point guards. <laughs> well, those guys come in and Atlanta doesn't make a move. They just leave their starters out there. It's like, obviously, you're going to be overmatched. And Trey Young just starts doing whatever he wants. He is so fun to watch. He's good. I don't think Atlanta is jack shit without him. No, they definitely don't. Have jack oh, shit. hell no. And yet, I don't, and yet he's not going to make an all-NBA team this year. Give it another year. Yeah, I guess. Maybe. I mean, who's retiring? Whose spot is he going to get? I tried to make an all-NBA team list today, and it was like the hardest thing to fucking do. Trey Young wasn't even close. He's so important to that team, and he's not going to get those all-NBA bonuses. How is he going to beat out Devin Booker and Donovan Mitchell and like Jimmy Butler or Chris Paul or Westbrook? It's just too many. There's like way too many. He's so important for that team, too. It's just kind of a shame. Yeah, but he's got time on his side, though. Of course, he will outlast most of those players. But like the next wave of all NBA players is going to be like Donovan and Booker and oh, Trey yeah. Young. And yep. maybe if we're lucky, John Morant. Zion. Sure. Um, let's see. This was something weird was Westbrook came back in in the first quarter after sitting out. So he sits down at six minutes with two minutes left in the first. He comes back in. That's kind of weird. Like normally if you go out in the first quarter, you're not coming back till the second quarter typically. Right. So he sat for four minutes and then came back in. I think maybe it was because the wizards were trailing by almost 10 at that point. <laughs> they were losing a grip on the game. Bo, did you notice that, uh, Chandler Hutchinson for Washington. Let's see. Let me look at this Chandler Hutchinson gentleman. Oh, yeah. No. He was at the um, free throw line a couple times yeah. early in the game. Okay. I do. Yep. Okay. You remember him? Mm-hmm. He was traded from the Bulls this year over to Washington. Yeah. I guess Washington likes him. 
He seems he's, a, twor- he's yeah. 25 years old. He's a young, younger guy. He's been in the league for just a minute, but hasn't really done much. Hasn't got a lot of opportunity, I don't think. Watching him play, he looked a little indecisive at times. I'm not convinced he's totally worth getting to know yet, to be honest. Like, he hasn't, he's the type of guy, like, he ain't showed me shit yet, and you're 25. What do you think about Hutchison? Like, he's a specimen. Like, he looks like an NBA player. He didn't really stand out to me. Yeah. I don't have much to say about him. Looks like he was a four-year player at Boise State. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to hold off on uh, worrying about Chandler Hutchinson. So the Hawks led after one, 35-30, and uh, I switched it over to ESPN. I had had enough of the Hawks broadcast. <laughs> no offense. I just uh, I wanted the impartial call, you know. I wanted to hear the other side of the story, not just the Hawks side. Westbrook had a lot of points in the first half. He had 25 in the first half. That's domination. That's, That's what he can do, man. He you don't turn, just get that from everybody, man. He can turn it on when he wants to. Westbrook deserves to be an all-NBA team player. I don't care which team it is. He deserves to be on some one of them. Oh, he averaged a damn triple-double. Exactly. He's borderline MVP. If he's not second team All-NBA, then there's something wrong. Who did I take him over? I put him in. I, I did like a stupid bullshit one, but I put him in over Chris Paul. I'd agree with you there. I think he, I think he deserves it. Let's see. Let's get up to the halftime. Washington pulled up to the lead, fifty-nine to fifty-six in the first half. Bo, where are you at in this game? All right, what are you noticing? What are you thinking? I'm just. I I watched the Wizards broadcast for the first three quarters, and and all I can all it was for me was Westbrook. So I had to switch for the fourth quarter. I switched over to Atlanta Atlanta broadcast, but. Just Westbrook is, I mean, like you go back and look at the, he had a 73% usage for the whole game. Mm-hmm. And it was just Westbrook, Westbrook, Westbrook. And then he went out. Ish Smith was not that good. Mm-hmm. The Wizards and, squad in a, as a whole is not that good, I think. Well, no, Beal was out. And Hachimura right. was the second leading shot taker. Well, I guess third, Bertans took. I'm not leaving, yeah. I'm like a huge Bertans fan. <laughs> no. And there's no way in the world that Russell Westbrook likes playing basketball with Alex Len. <laughs> I mean, what a stiff. The Wizard Squad is totally like an island of misfit basketball players. It reminds me of a Chris Wallace squad, but like with real all-stars actually on it. I think you could kind of say both teams are kind of like pieced together, like Atlanta and Washington. There's a a little bit of a weird like throw together feeling to both of these rosters. Does that feel right to you, Bo or Josh? I mean, I think the Wizards 
They are what they are. I mean, I with with Westbrook going over there, I feel like um, he went there for touches, for passes, for points, for statistical value. He didn't go there to. Right, but like the rest of the squad, like Ish Smith is on his eleventh NBA team. Like, right, that's why. Like, rest yeah, I of said, the like, guys. I just saw him out there, and just think about all those Chris Wallace backup point guards. It's just like, uh. yeah. I feel like Atlanta's kind of the same way, except for both teams have like bona fide fucking point guards, and Westbrook has Bradley Beal, and Trey Young has like John Collins. I keep thinking John Connor from Terminator. <laughs> they have John Connor. Get to the chopper. Yeah, I mean, they, they've got a couple pieces on each team, but then it's like everybody around them, like even Gallinari for Atlanta is just like this. And they had Rondo. It's like just the weirdest thrown-together teams, it seems like. Well, the Wizards led by eight after three quarters. One matchup that... I thought was like the most unlikely matchup in the history of basketball and, and really kind of made me laugh a little bit. It was Ish Smith early in the fourth quarter facing up with Lou Williams. It's like the most unlikely matchup. Those two guys just like going at it back and forth. Lemon Pepper Lou? And when I'm talking about like misfit team players, like those guys are so out of their element i mean it's just it's so weird like lou williams threatened to retire after getting traded to atlanta and then there's is smith who's played for half the nba teams it's like watching these guys face off it's like what am i watching like what team like what are these teams (laughs) what are we doing it's just very strange to me I'm going to move ahead to about seven minutes left in the game. Westbrook is on the bench, and Atlanta starts making a run. Atlanta hit two threes, scored nine straight points to make it a three-point game, Wizards leading. Westbrook came back in with about five minutes left to try to help close the game out for the Wizards. But at that point, like damage had been done. Atlanta went on their run. This game felt like a real grind of a game. There was a lot of inside play, a lot of big man usage, and a lot of guards attacking the rim. Atlanta never panicked, though. Westbrook kept attacking, as you know he will. I think it would be really awesome to have like to watch a team with like five Westbrooks on one team. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that'd be fucking awesome. It's his motor that I like when it comes to Westbrook. It's that engine. It's that that he'll never quit. He'll never fucking let you tell him that he can't do something. Watching him on the court just yelling at his teammates. Move. Putting them in a position where they can actually be helpful. So he, he doesn't give a shit, man. He's going to get the job done. Bogdanovich hit a big three with over two, little over two minutes left to make it a two-point game. Wizards lead. There's a whole bunch of missed shots in there going on both sides 
after this. Like the ending of the game was not great. It was it felt very grind like. John Collins finally hits a shot to end this like both team drought. And it was a big one. It was a corner three to take the lead, 117-116. It was Atlanta's first lead of the second half. And then we saw Solo for Atlanta hit a couple free throws with 13 seconds left after Washington failed to score. So Washington has the ball with 13 seconds, and they're down three. And I don't know if you remember this, Bo, but, like, Westbrook passes the ball to Davis Bertans, and he takes this, like, very long, seemingly wild-looking three. Mm -hmm. What the fuck was that? I mean, that's what – who else is going to pass it to? How was that the fucking play? (laughs) It, it almost went in. It looked like a bad shot. But, yeah, it hit the rim. There's a foul well, to stop the clock. I don't know, like, whatever. Well, but that, that, that's just like you don't have uh, Bradley Beal's not out there. and Yeah. You don't have – you don't even have, you know, some, like, really good shooter that can't do anything else but shoot that you can throw out there. There's no fucking way Westbrook was happy about that way that game ended. No way. He went to the locker room pissed. Yeah. No question. That was just a poor finish. And Scotty Brooks should probably be held accountable for in some respect for that. Yeah, Westbrook, like, he. I mean, Breton's already had, like, two guys on him when Westbrook passed it to him. I don't, I don't fucking know what they were doing. Bad end of the game decision-making. I mean, you got to keep in mind, like you said, Bradley Beal's not out there. I mean, that's like $30 million and 30 points a game they're missing. Atlanta came back from down 13 to close this one out. It was threes. It was Bogdanovich and Collins hitting threes. Atlanta won at home again. Can't beat them in Atlanta. After the game, Trey spoke about the team all believing in each other. He's just trying to build camaraderie and have positive vibes going into the playoffs. Atlanta clinched their playoff berth with this win. Ultimately ended up with the fifth seed behind New York, but ahead of Miami for the playoffs. But what am I missing? I I think you did pretty good covering it. I don't think there's a lot to take away from it. The Wizards. It was fun. That guard play. Yeah, I think. You know, looking at it from a wizard perspective, Westbrook is doing everything he possibly can. He just didn't have a lot of help. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Trey Young. I don't feel like Trey Young is doing everything he possibly can, but I think he has more long range, and I think he has more help. Trey in this game. Trey looks like he's really having fun playing. Well, with Westbrook, it looks like it's a fucking serious job, man. <laughs> trying to get the fuck out Yeah, of absolutely. <laughs> Trey is so young. He's just like, they're still just playing. They're just playing games. Washington, they finished in eighth place. It wasn't Toronto. It wasn't Chicago. They're above Indiana, above Charlotte, and just behind Boston and Miami. I mean, what a finish for Washington. It's it's really amazing what they did. From April 1st, they went 17 wins and 9 losses. 
I mean, are y'all still hating on the Wizards, Bo? No, I said that I think they'll beat Boston. In the last 20 games, they got 15 wins and five losses, including an eight-game winning streak. Three overtime wins and one overtime loss. 15 wins and five losses in the last 20 games. God's will. God's will not have an answer for Russell Westbrook. The, it, like it, it, what's weird is Atlanta seems to be like uh, Washington's kryptonite. They beat them twice last week. Like they didn't lose a lot of games. Like I said, fifteen and five in the last twenty. Two of those are from Atlanta. But Bradley Beal was out for both of those games. So, mm, I think uh, the Wizards' playoff hopes sits with Bradley Beal and his hamstring. It's got to be healthy. That's it. That's all I think. Any thought? Any final thoughts, Josh? Not a single thought in the world. <laughs> I've got so many thoughts. Let's have them. It's no time like the present. I think that, barring any injuries. I think that the Miami Heat will go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay. That has nothing to do with the pick game. <laughs> <laughs> you said give me your thoughts. That's I, I gave you my thought. Okay. Eastern Conference Finals, Heat, okay. Gotcha. I, I'm, I, it's too early for me to call it. I, I like Philly. I like Brooklyn. I'm kind of leaving it there. I don't know if Miami's got enough. Mm. I just don't know. Brooklyn, I mean, Brooklyn, they're the favorite to win the whole thing. Come on. That means the Heat, Do you, so that means the Heat beat Brooklyn? Is that what you're saying? Yes. In the semis? Yep. Okay. It's a bold take. I think that'll pretty much conclude the pick game the last pick game of the season it's done how about that how about that so how are we going to do this this week guys like what are we going to do we're just going to watch games well obviously we're just going to watch everything we can watch yeah i think uh last year we we decided that game sevens are must watches you are required to watch game sevens no matter what yes We'll just take it week by week. Bo, I've got one question for you before we get out of here. All right. Do you think the reason that D'Lo, Cat, and the rest of the Wolves tried really hard at the end of the season to win was to ruin potential lottery odds on purpose so they won't have to share the ball with another good rookie? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of far-fetched really i don't think so i think they want another guy coming in that wants the ball but they could get better i think that's silly jeff i think <laughs> you you want all the help you can get all right <laughs> has been answered um bo you gonna be here next week yeah good josh we'll talk we'll figure it out we'll figure it out I've got big news for next week. 
What's big news? I thought we could make the announcement this week, but we cannot. It's going to have to wait till next week. What's the big news? I can't announce it. It has to wait. Can you at least give us a hint? I cannot. Tune in next week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Josh, for coming in. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Bo, for yeah. joining. I know it's late. We better get out of here. Look, we're going to finish under two hours. That's pretty good. Hot damn. Next week, man. Next week will be all uh, co- you know, talking about what happened in the play-in games, and uh, we'll be looking into the uh, actual set playoffs. Thanks again, everybody. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers.